Welcome to Laquita's Toolbox, where we deliver relevant content in the form of tools that empower entrepreneurs to elevate personally and professionally. Good is only good until greater is envisioned. You know there's another level in you. Here we discuss the tools to get you there. Lean in as Laquita and her guests present you with strategies and insight for unlocking your full potential to realize your boldest dream. Welcome back to another amazing episode of Laquita's Toolbox. I am your host, Laquita Monley, and I have an amazing guest in the studio with me today. And you know what, guys? The guests I have in the studio with me today we have a lot of things in common. And one of them is we share the same first name. So I'm going to figure out how we're going to make sure you know the difference between me and her other than our voice. We're going we'll to have some fun with that today. You know, and it's it's so wonderful how we met. We met through a mutual friend, uh, Miss Lachelle Atkins, America's Supermom. And just today would not have happened without the power of social networking and collaborations. And that's how you're going to grow and expand your network, your business, your brand, everything that you do. We cannot do things alone. No man is an island, amen. But we all have to work together uh, in order to accomplish the things that God has purposed for us to accomplish. But before we jump into today's topic, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors, uh, sponsors are Covenant Press. They are a faith-based Christian apparel and accessory shop where we as believers can shop until we drop for clothing and accessories that allow us to wear the message of the love of Jesus Christ. Go out to www.covenant-press.com. Take a look around. They have some great things there, but don't click off those pop-ups too quick because they hold some amazing discount codes that you can apply at checkout to receive great discounts and savings. Again, go to www.covenant-press.com. Hey, Miss Laquita, how are you today? So like, I'm going to be Laquita M., and I think you're going to be Laquita P. Let's go with that. <laughs> hey, I can roll with that. Um, thank you so much, Laquita M., for having me. It has been a pleasure. And I tell you, I love that America super mom because I don't know how she does it with 15 children. But she has the ability to connect people all over the place and still be mom and be involved with her 15 children. I love it. So thank you Absolutely. for having me here. Oh, no problem. No problem. And I have to 100% agree with you about America Supermom. She is doing some fabulous things. Listen, before I met her, I thought I was wonderful. I mean, I am wonderful. Let's be clear. I'm wonderful. (laughs) But I thought I was doing the doggone thing with five kids. And then I met her and I was like, you know what? Let me get on over here and sit down somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I can't touch it. I have my three. That's it. They say three and I'm done. That's what you know what I'm saying. Like, and mine are all, you know, grown and gone. She still has mm-hmm. children in the house, and she is doing fabulous things um, in her network, in her business. She's got. I want to take a moment and drop a whole plug right here for her season two of her her show that is yeah. featured on the Zandra TV network. So, if you're not plugged in with uh, Lachelle, which if you are Laquita's toolbox 
follower you should be because she's been on the show several times. Her new show is out as well as her new book as well. So Miss Laquita, I'm going to let you because you are the publisher and we're going to talk about that because that's what this series is all about. Where yeah. I am highlighting in this series amazing authors who have made great contribution to myself and my personal growth and development. And not only are you an author, Laquita, but you're also a publisher and you have a fabulous story to share. So I'm going to go ahead on and sit in my corner. Yeah. I got my my something to write with and something to write on as the Laquita's Toolbox <laughs> audience knows. Get something to write with and something to write on. And I'm ready to take notes. Like I've heard your story before, but every time I hear it, it's like, wow, you know what? I have no excuses. I got to get up and keep moving. So sis, please go ahead and officially introduce your, your company, your brand, and let the Laquita's Toolbox audience know about all the fabulous things that you're doing. Absolutely. Thank you so much much. Before I do that, I do want to plug Lachelle's book, Do You Want to Be Whole? Seven Steps to Mask to Living Mass Free by America's Supermom. Um, this is a this is a part that can go in the toolbox. So if your listeners have not gotten this for the toolbox, they should get it. It is an amazing story. It's a workbook and it's Lachelle's story intertwined in two. So she shows you what she did, how she got through it and how you can too. So I wanted to plug that. Um, but my name is Laquita Parks, and I am the CEO and founder of PayProV Publishing. And PayProV means pain, progress, victory, because without pain, there is no progress. And without progress, there can be no victory. So I help people take their stories from a thought to a realization. And Laquita M., if you had asked me my why um, just four short days ago, my answer would have been different. But since I am the victim of medical childhood tra medical childhood trauma uh, at the hands of a nurse, uh, um, in the midst of my story and in the midst of creating Pay-Per-V Publishing, um, I, although I told my story, I never told the name of the hospital. So I was very quiet with that. And in some ways, um, from what I've gotten from other people, it seems like I was protecting them. So four days ago, I decided to no longer protect them. So Grady Memorial Hospital in Atlanta, Georgia, um, they have some owning up to do. So now um, that's who hurt. They, 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 I'm the victim of medical childhood trauma at that hospital. So they didn't protect me. And so as a, as I grew older, um, I can, I have gone through, uh, it's been 49 years, 49 years of pain and suffering. So I don't know a day without pain in 49 years. Um, back in 2019, 2019, I had to go to the Mayo Clinic. Um, I had four trips to the Mayo Clinic, December, November, December of 2019 and January and February of 2020. My last mm. trip to the Mayo, Mayo Clinic, the doctor told me why you're not dying, you are suffering. Wow. And in, before that visit, um, when I was there in no, in December, I started getting phone calls. And, you know, sometimes we don't understand why God is navigating things the way that he's navigating. And we just go with it. Sometimes mm -hmm. we don't. Sometimes we fight against the grain, but we go with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. But I started getting people to call me and say, hey, how, can you show me how you wrote your book? And I'm at the Mayo Clinic. And so I'm thinking I'm at the Mayo Clinic. You know, you're asking me to help you 
you do something, I'm at the Mayo Clinic. You should be asking me how I'm doing. But right, I didn't right. say that. I said it for myself. But what did I do? I started helping people. So while I was at the Mayo Clinic, I started publishing books. Didn't have a publishing company then. I was a mentor and a coach. Didn't even think about it. That was not a part of something I wanted to do. But when the doctor told me, although you're not, although you are suffering, you're not dying, I didn't hear anything else. I thought this can't be my life. So mm. he said everything that I'm going through, it wasn't going to get any better. As you grow older, you know, as you grow older, your body starts to break down and all these things start to happen. But I continued to publish stories even in the midst of this. And one day I said, I knew that I was not I was not going to be able to go back to my corporate job. That was going to be a done deal because I needed to be able to create and control my own environment. I needed to be able to, you know, not to elevate all day or to not be able to sit up sometimes or I had to lay down. Whatever the situation is, my body would determine what I would be able to do from day to day. So going back to my corporate job was not it was was not going to be something I was going to be able to do. So I had a friend to say, and this was after I published the second book at the Mayo Clinic. I had a friend to say, you know, why don't you just do publishing on top of all of your other list of things that you do? And I said, well, no, I don't really want to do that. And she was like, well, why not? You might as well. So I said, okay, well, I'll do it under the mentoring program that I have. And she was like, well, not really the same thing, but you know, whatever, you should do this. And so as I was writing, I said, well, maybe I'll come up with a name. So I was thinking about names and just kind of throwing it over. I was like, oh, you know, it is what it is. And one of my one of my authors whose book I published at the Mayo Clinic said, what about Pay-Pro-V? And I said, we were driving in the car and I looked and I said, Pay-Pro-V? And I was like, no, nah, that doesn't roll off the tongue. So three minutes later, because I'm still thinking Pay-Pro-V. So I looked and I said, well, what does that mean? What does Pay-Pro-V mean? And he said, it means pain, progress, victory. And a light bulb came on. And I said, that's the story of my life. So I started Pay-Pro-V Publishing, where I help people take their stories from a thought to a realization. And although I was a little fussy, you know, in my head with people telling me, you know, help me with this, help me with that. And I found that it took my mind off of what I was going through. It took my mind off of the pain. It took my mind, the pain. Pain was still there, but we become that Laquita M. We become what we focus on, and so I wasn't focused. That's real on the good. Pain. I wasn't focusing. <laughs> I wasn't focusing on on the uh, on the diagnosis. I was focusing on whoever's project I was working on at that time. So honestly, Paper V Publishing was started from a totally selfish standpoint. It was started as a way to help me cope with what I was going because for the first time in my life, I needed to accept the fact that there was no fix for me. Mm. Um, I needed to accept the fact that there was no reversing the 15 surgeries that I had on my right leg and foot. I mm. had to accept the fact that there was no churning around the fact that I now had several connective tissue diseases because of all of the different surgeries that happened to my body. It reconstructed, realigned, readjusted my body. So I had no, I, I couldn't, they, it, there was no fix for it. So mm. Pay-Pro-V Public gave me an opportunity 
to take my mind away from that, but also use my story to let people know that you can do what you need to do because God has already equipped us with everything we need to do what he needs us to do, no matter where we are, whether we're physically, financially, mentally, emotionally capable, God has already given that to us because my walk is not your walk. Laquita M. So I can be able to do what God has gifted me to do, just like he can gift you to do what you do in whatever position you're in. And so I learned that through paper republishing. So, you know, it's been an amazing journey. Uh, I started officially because I was publishing while I was at the Mayo Clinic in February of 2020. Um, I officially started PayPro-V Publishing. I launched PayPro-V Publishing in August of 2020. And since that time, I have completed multiple anthologies, including two veterans projects, veterans community projects that I've done for anthologies. Uh, I've worked with, you know, hundreds of, well, I won't say hundreds, but over a hundred authors to help them take their story from a thought to a realization. uh, And in such a short amount of time. And every story is different. I'm telling you, some of these stories have me in tears. Some of these stories have me laughing. And some of these stories have me looking kind of backwards at some people. Like, okay, really? (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, I've witnessed the breakthrough. Uh, I've seen grown men cry. I put put the proof in their hand and seen grown men cry. And Mm. people who have been waiting their stories out. Uh, I work with people who told, who've been told that nobody's going to care about your story. You know, why, why you want to, you know, why nobody's going to read it. Nobody's going to buy it. And people who have crushed a person's hopes. Well, Mm. I care. I care about your story. And so the whole thing is you can write your story, but it it's on, it's up to you what you want to do with it. You can publish it on Amazon and you can't expect for it to sit on Amazon and it sell itself. Because Come only on people who know that it's there will go there. So there's That's work right. involved. But, but but taking your story, we all have a story. And I believe in my whole heart that there is somebody always waiting on the other end of, of your story to get healing from their story. They're just waiting. And, you know, Laquita, when we read stories and it's like, okay, you know what? Um, sometimes I wake up and I need something. You know, I've said my prayers. I've read my Bible. I've talked to my my circle, but I feel blah. I feel like, uh, you know, yeah. I, there's something yeah. that I'm missing. I need that yeah. some, you know, how are you feeling, Laquita? I don't know. I'm feeling kind of blah. You know, I'm not depressed. I'm not in pain. I'm just feeling kind of blah. And then mm-hmm. you're you're going through your day, and you get that you get that inspirational text message. Yes. Or you get that, you know, you're reading the book, or you're you know you're reading the book, and you're reading the story, and you go, wow. And then all of a sudden that blindness goes away and the sunshine is replaced. It's replaced with sunshine. And it's like, this is just what I needed. This is just what I needed. And that happens a lot. Those are those, those are those tiny breakthrough moments that help you get through your day, you know, because God puts people here because God tells us you have to bear one another's burdens. So if God didn't intend for us to have people, if he didn't intend for there to be people, uh, we just need to know who's in our circle. If he didn't intend for that, to be, then he wouldn't have said for us to bear his burdens. So, but I got to know you, you got to know me so that I can feel comfortable mm-hmm. to bear your burden. And in some ways, in many ways, Laquita M, uh, my clients are coming to me with their stories so that I can help them bear that burden. 
Come on, that's real good. Listen, love it. Like, I love it. Like this, you have shared some amazing, amazing tips and strategies. You've shared some amazing inspiration and motivation. Listen, Laquita Soulbox audience, I told you guys, when I heard this, her story the first time, I was like, what is wrong with you? Get up and get yourself together. Shake that off because you have nothing to complain about. Like in the midst of someone sharing something like that, like those words, I don't know how I would have took that. You're, you're, though you're not dead or dying, you're suffering. Yes, you are suffering. I mean, that is the truth, but like he could have had a little bit, but a little bit better bedside manner. But it was like, he was very very kind. I was like, huh? (laughs) He was very kind. And, and, you know, he was not the first, he was the, the, the now I highly recommend the Mayo Clinic. It has, it was, it's uh, amazing. They're very thorough. Um, but he was not the first doctor to tell me that I, um, some, so he was the doctor, the Mayo Clinic was the, <clears throat> was the breakthrough. Um, they, mm-hmm. they gave me the, the additional diagnosis that I now have and, you know, what my life is like and what, you know, what is, you know, will probably be like, but God, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but when I was, when I was still searching for somebody to fix me, you know, fix my leg, I went to an orthopedic doctor in in Riverdale, Georgia. And he, you know, when I, when I went in, it was very strange because when I went in, I didn't go into, they didn't take me into the examination room. They took me into the doctor's office and I thought, I haven't even seen the doctor. So why are we coming in here? And so he was sitting down with my chart and he said, you know, tell me about yourself. And I introduced him and he's like, you know, you know, tell me, tell me your history. So he was asking about, you know, why I was there, what happened with my leg. And so I was sharing the experience or sharing the story with him. And so he got up up from his sitting position and he kind of moved over to the side and he kind of, he kind of sat on the credenza. And as he was, he, like, he was just so involved in my story. And then he looked at me and he said, it was you. And I said, it was me. And I said, I I don't, what do you mean? He said, you were the hush. And I said, Mm. I was the hush. He said, you were the hush. He said in 1973, I was a visiting doctor at Grady hospital. He said, and Mm. something had happened. He said, we didn't know what happened, but it was like a hush and we've seen that before when something happened, made something major happens, there's a hush. So they put a gag order on everybody. <clears throat> he mm. said, you were the hush. The timeline was the same. And I believed him, Laquita, because mm-hmm. several years before that, as a child of 11 years old, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. When my mother mm. took me to the rheumatologist, she came into the room and she said, do I know you? You? Mm. Have you been here before? And my mom said no. And she said, um, she looked at my records and she she excused herself. She said, I'll be back. And in my little 11-year-old mind, it was probably, you know, it was probably like 10 minutes, but it seemed like forever. Um, she came back into the room. She said, I know where I know you from. And she told my mm. mother that she was an intern at the hospital when this happened, at Grady Hospital, when this happened to my leg. And they called them all in a meeting and they told them if anybody spoke about what happened, they would make sure they didn't practice, they would not practice medicine in the state of Georgia again. That was when I was 11 years old. 
this woman was my rheumatologist until I was 18 and I aged out because I was no longer juvenile. Um, mm. So with what he said as an adult, coupled with what she said when I was 11 years old, and here we have the Mayo Clinic doctor who have done all of these tests, all of these thorough tests to tell me why mm -hmm. you're not suffering, why you're not dying, you are suffering, all of the pieces mm. fit. And <clears throat> when the doctor told me that I was the hush, he took me into the, he said, let's go into the examination room. He examined my legs and he said, "There." now I was there to see if he could fix it. He said, there are going to be doctors who are going to tell you that they can fix what happened to you. They can't. Nobody can fix it. And there will be doctors mm. who will want to try. Don't let them because they will just be practicing. He said, there is going to come a time <clears throat> when you will not be able to walk again. Wow. He said, what do you like to do for fun? And at that time, I like to do the, there was a Michael Jackson Wii game out and I like to dance. He said, all I can tell you is to keep dancing until you are no longer able to dance. Wow. That crushed me. Wow. I went out to my car. I sat in my car and I cried. I mean, you know, the Bible says you, you, you rent your clothes and, you know, you're heaving and you're sobbing. Mm. Control. Yes. That was me. Yes. But that was the cleansing. Because at that point, I knew that he had been the most honest doctor that I had seen since, mm. since in any time since I took over my own medical care. Wow. And I was like, okay. And then going to the Mayo Clinic and finding out that there is no fix for this. There is mm. no fix. So, I, you know, Pay-Pro-V publishing is also a way for me to keep dancing until I can no longer dance. Wow. Wow. Out of the out of the things that the Lord allows us to go through, beautiful things are birthed because your story is, I don't want to say tragic, but I can't figure out another word. Like what was done to you by the nurse and to further heap coal on top of it, the hospital, the link the hospital was willing to go through to cover it up. And the things that you've had to go through your entire life mm -hmm. in, in the midst of all of that pain, you being able to birth out a publishing company while, while yet receiving as You said you had heard it before and, and they're at the Mario clinic. They're giving you, you know, the definite. Now I'm getting this diagnosis that I'm just, I'm accepting a diagnosis that I'm not going to get any better and there's nothing anyone can do about it other mm -hmm. than to practice because we have to realize doctors are practicing. That's right. They are practicing on us daily. That's, right. that's not a dig. That's, right. that's just the truth. But, and if it's the truth, he, it, they're practicing. And so you're getting this message. That's like a death sentence, literally. And out of that, you birth something that gives life, to people and not only does writing a book give life to the author but it gives life to the reader yes right. because as as authors and we're sharing our story um the purpose of sharing the story yeah you know you might want to make a little money but it, it really truly mm -hmm. a purpose person with a purpose they're sharing their story so that they can help the reader in hopes that when right. the reader picks up the book that there's something that is shared on the pages of the book that will help that reader reach a new level. And mm -hmm. so 
through your publishing and through your coaching, you're giving life to millions. So what the enemy meant for bad, the Lord definitely has worked it out for your good. You've helped a hundred plus authors get their story from their head and their heart to the pages of a book. But out of those hundred plus authors, how many readers have you blessed? Exactly. I have no idea. Countless. We'll never know. Exactly. You know, countless people are being blessed from paper republishing. And I think the name is quite appropriate. Pain, progress, <laughs> victory. It is very appropriate. I always wonder what it meant. And then when you said yeah. it, I was like, well, not, you not, know, somebody not, wrote a, that's pretty um, powerful. <laughs> it, I love it. You know, um, I, there was a press release that was, that was done a few days ago. And so the person that wrote, wrote the press release, he had, uh, Atlanta business, Atlanta's own Laquita Parks is the is the CEO of Pain Progress Victory. And so I called him and I was like, wait, <laughs> I'm not the CEO of Paypro V Publishing. He said, did you read the whole article? And I was like, no. It's like, can you read the whole article first? And so when he when I re- <laughs> when I read the article, because of the struggles I've had in my life, um, Paypro V Publishing, uh, Pain Progress Victory, I was like, you know what? He's like, you are. He was like, you are. So when people, um, you know, Laquita, I'm a no excuses kind of person. And I know that things happen. There there are reasons now, not excuses, but I'm a, I'm a no, I am a no excuses kind of person. If I cannot do it, if I cannot do something, uh, I'm going to let you know, I, I apologize, but I can't get that. That means that my, my pain level <clears throat> is elevated beyond my normal level of pain. And I function mm-hmm. every day between a, a eight and a nine in pain. So mm. that's my normal pain level. So if, if I'm at a 10, that means that it's pretty bad. And I, you know, I often have people to say, well, you know, well, you don't, you know, because I don't look like I'm in pain, you know, and I'm like, I mean, what how is does that supposed look? to look like? Yeah, like, I'm what does that look right? like? Am I supposed to, right. You know, am I not supposed to wash my face? <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and I, I, I have a care, I have a caregiver and I said to my caregiver one day, I said, something has got to change. Either I'm going to get worse or I have to get better. And in that better for me is getting back to a normal level of pain. Mm. So my Mayo Clinic days were, were in what was an elevation of what I was used to. And it was a continued elevation um, for months and months. And, uh, you know, most people don't end up at the Mayo Clinic four times, you know, every month Mm. for four months. Most people don't end up there, but it had, you know, I I had to, I was going through some things where my normal level of pain and discomfort had exceeded itself and Mm. my doctors could not determine why, you know, they couldn't determine, okay, well, here's, here's the, here's the level of function where she's been, you know, for years and now we can't understand why not. So the the meta, the Mayo Clinic was able to determine with all of, you know, they're, they have more advanced testing and more, more thoroughness. So they were able to determine, you know, some of the things that were going on and all roads lead back to, you know, the, the, what happened to me as a, a child, you know, and then there's the, there's the, there's the PTSD behind it. And a mm-hmm. lot of times people don't realize, and I didn't either, I didn't either until I went to therapy and like, you know, you know, you have PTSD. And I was like, no, I don't. But as I thought about it, um, can you imagine what I go through every time I know I have to go to the doctor? 
I, I have an appointment tomorrow where I have to get some tests done on my legs. Um, the, the tests are painful. They're not painful for a person with normal legs. They're painful for me because I already have a continued pain level. So mm. it only increases my pain. So I'm not looking forward to it, but I have to go. Do you? Can you imagine what I go through when I have to get a shot? What I, I don't even do shots, but when I have to get blood drawn, anything mm. that involves a needle, uh, I was jabbed mm. in my thigh with a needle that poisoned the bone in my leg. It, it struck the nerve and poisoned the bone in my leg. So mm. can you imagine what I go through when I go to the store every day, when I have to go buy shoes? I have one foot that's a size nine and a half and the other foot that's a six and a half. Do you imagine mm. what I go through? So mm. it's more than it's more than the physical pain. You know, there is yeah. the mental, there's the emotional, there's the financial you know, if, mm. you know, when you say I operate in the I operate in the black until I have a doctor's appointment. So then I have to operate in the red because mm. I have to pay for it. So yes. with the with paper V publishing, um, enabling people or not enabling having the ability to help people to write their stories in the midst of their own trauma comes easy for me because of mm. my own trauma. So I understand what they're going through. I understand when they don't have that support that they need. I have an amazing support system, support system. But, you know, Laquita, support don't always come from family. You know, <clears throat> you better say that again. <laughs> it doesn't always <laughs> come from family. You know, you know, I got a message from my uncle. and I don't know if he'll if he'll see this, if he'll if he'll ever listen to it or not. But I'm the one that'll send it to him. Um, I got a message from my uncle today who I sent the link to an interview that I did where I shared some of my story yesterday. And he said he didn't know. He didn't know. And I found myself saying, now, why didn't he know? Why didn't he know? And I can make all the excuses in the world why he didn't know. But he didn't know because somebody didn't tell him or he wasn't invested in the family family enough to know mm. so you know why didn't he know and i might say he's on my daddy's side so that's probably why he, why he didn't know because my daddy wasn't wasn't active you know what i'm saying my daddy was right. in the military too but we have a great relationship now but that could be why he didn't know but the support that we get will come from people we don't know who didn't grow up with mm -hmm. us and mm. they they you know so with paper v publishing enjoying watching people get that story out watching them yes you know work on that story and get it out and get that published book in their hand and it's a sense of accomplishment to do with that story what they want to do with it it's an amazing it's an amazing thing to watch and it does not get old it's new for me every single time every single that's time. how you know that's how you know that this is a this is your passion this is your purpose that it gives you that same uh, or heightened level of excitement every single time you're flowing right yeah. in the zone, in the space that God specifically designed for you. And I, I can't wait to see, you know, how the Lord continues to bless you and increase you and bless others through uh, PayPro-V publishing, because I mean, you, you said a mouthful right there at the end, someone the, the people that you're able to help in some of their experiences, you understand what it's like to have to push through and do things in the midst of your own trauma. And if mm -hmm. you haven't had that experience, I, 
I can't share it with you. Like you just have to have had that type of lived experience in order to be able to help someone bring something to birth. And that's what you're doing. You're like, you're helping people bring to birth an, an, an addition or a piece or a part of their purpose as they're getting their, um, bringing their books into a reality and helping them get it into the hands of the people that God called for them to reach. So I love it. I love it. You, you briefly mentioned right there that you were a military child. So my hat. <laughs> yes. And I all am. the military <laughs> children. <laughs> and you know, I wasn't, I, you know, my, my dad was in the military, but we didn't go through, we didn't go through any of the, any of the moving and living on base and all that. We didn't go through all of that, any of that actually. But I, um, so my dad and I have built a relationship over the years. You know, I, I believe that what happens in our childhood, what happened between my mom and my dad was not my business. Mm -hmm. It was not Mm -hmm. my business. Whatever happened with them, whatever happened within their relationship was not my business. Um, Mm -hmm. What happened with my relationship with my father, it is my business. Mm-hmm. But as a child, I had no control over that. That was him. Right. You know, he right. had control over it. As an adult, I get to choose. And mm-hmm. for me, I get to choose what relationships I want and what relationships I don't. And I don't I don't see it necessary for me to hold my dad's feet to the fires of his past when it had mm-hmm. nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. That was about whatever he That's was real going good. on, what was going on. So I don't have a problem with the relationship with him. So I'm very honest with him in the relationship, I'm very open with him in the relationship. Uh, I do know that I get a lot of my my desires for community and my philanth- my philanthropy opportunities. I know I get that that, that sense from him. Um, he was the NAACP president for 15 years in his area. Um, he is an advocate for community. He is one of those power to the people type of people. You know, he's the one there is a, you know, he, in his community, there's a drug house across the street. You know, no, y'all not doing that here. You know, we are rallying the troops. We're going to get you out of here. So he's oh, one I of like those going, into the, oh, going into the, in the community where there, there, there are gangs at ease with each other at war and going in to mediate that. That's who, you know, he used those military skills to, to, to better his neighborhood. Um, he's an advocate for children. He's constantly, you know, fighting for the cause. And, you know, what are you doing for your community? And he supports. He's always, you know, I'm proud of you. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, sometimes it's like pulling teeth because it's still teaching him. You know, sometimes we have to teach people <laughs> how to treat us, including our parents. You know, yes. um, my yes. mom's yes. now, but my dad has a show and he's bringing a show back and he sent me the details. And so, of course, I, he, you know, I want you to be a guest on my show. So when he sends it, I say, okay, he got my name. You know, we do a we do a capital Q in our name, right? Yes. So he I gets do. a bet. He calls me and says, <laughs> you know, I, I messed up. He's like, I gotta, I, I, you know, lady is on the show and I spelled her name wrong. I said, well, who did you send it to? He said, I just sent it to us. I said, well, fix her name and resend it. If you didn't send it out to the world, you just send it to us. And I said, and while you're fixing her name, could you fix my name too? I was like, it's a yeah. crying and a shame that my own daddy don't know how to spell my name. <laughs> <laughs> daddy, daddy said, I got to get it together. He got to get it together. He's going to make, he make, right. them, he he make like, those fixes and get them resend out. 
right. I was like, it's not a big deal. I wasn't going to say nothing. I was just going to let it go. But if you fixing somebody else's name, go ahead and fix my name. But, you know, <laughs> um, with him being in the with him being a veteran, I always with everything I'm doing, I, I, I like to let him know, you know, what I'm doing. And so I, I started this veterans project, uh, veterans community project. I haven't I have a client and we, we are still working on his project because he got deployed overseas. So he's in South Korea and he'll be there, I think, for three or five years. So mm-hmm. he started on a book project and went right before the anniversary of 9-11. Um, he came to me and said, you know, hey, I you know, wanted to do something. What do you think about, you know, doing this project? And I thought mm-hmm. about it. And I was like, you know what? I think that'd be a good project in, you know, for, for 9-11, the 20th anniversary. But when I looked and, and it was going to be for veterans, of course, uh, and so when I looked at it for 9-11, I said, well, a lot of the 9-11, they were first responders. You know, even yeah. though the military was involved, there were the firemen and, the, you know, they were the ones first on the scene. So mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I still would like to do this. But instead of it's the 20, it's in recognition of the 20th anniversary. But let's do it for Veterans Day. And then mm-hmm. I said, you know what? But I, you know, I don't want to charge the veterans anything and I don't want to keep the money. You know, so let's find an organization for the money to go to. So I partnered with the VFW in my area and so to to donate the money. So the first year I did the project, it was called Suited for Service. And Mm, I I had veterans to submit their stories. And that was the first one that I did. And then so I was like, okay, it was a different experience. I'd never done that part that before. Um, Some veterans I I, I interviewed, but they didn't want me to use their stories. You know, they just Mm -hmm. wanted it. They just needed the outlet to talk and to share, but they didn't want me to use the story. And I ran into that a lot. Um, You know, they would tell me their story, but I couldn't use the story. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, how am I going to do the book? Nobody wants to use their story. So I decided it didn't matter how many people said, yes, I was going to do the book. If it was 10 people, if it was 12 people, it didn't matter. I was going to do the book because I was committed to do that. So the first book suited for service, um, I partnered with the Kroger Company. They, uh, one of their managers uh, was in the book and Kroger partnered and we were able to purchase enough books and to sell enough books to donate a thousand dollars the first year to the veteran for foreign affairs. Wow. And so then now, you know, then we went to the second book, second year, Unknown Battlefields. And the one thing I found during the first book was that there were a lot of people who I talked to when I was interviewing the, the veteran. Oftentimes there was the spouse, the spouse was there too. And they told their story. And I talked to a mother who told her story when there was the, when there was a war in Iraq and then they were, she got a call. They couldn't find her son. And she thought her Mm. son was and what she went Mm. through and, and especially not wanting her son to go. And he was like, he had, he had an overwhelming desire to, to, to serve his country. And she talked to me about her experience. Well, when I did, when I put together Unknown Battlefields, The Footsteps of a Soldier, I wanted to hear the other stories too. So mm. not just veterans, but veteran spouses and veteran, you know, um, there is a woman who who's in the book. She tells the story. She was there when, um, when they caught uh, Osama bin Laden. She was there and, mm. and she talked about them getting, you know, having to get them out get them out of the country, get them back to the United States. And she was a, I forgot her title, but she worked for the military for 30 years. And mm. three of the people that were there, they were, they were killed and wow. she got out. So she could have been one of those who knows. Um, there mm. is a woman in here 
tells her story of what she went through as a veteran wife and having to move from place to place and all of the all of the you know even you know having to refurnish and you can take this but you can't take that and you're in a small dwelling and you know having to fly in the in the jet lag and in you know and just 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 everything that she went through and sometimes it was good sometimes it wasn't missing her family tremendously getting sick and, you know, having to learn a new language. Um, so she talks about that in her book. And then there are the, then there are the stories of combat. Mm. And one, one guy's name is Marvis Cox. I call it the soul. Every book has a soul, the soul mm. of the book. His story is the soul of the book. And he talks about um, being, uh, being injured in a, in a, in a, uh, a it, was, it was a, we call it a setup. Um, but his, you know, he was injured and he was also the driver for the lieutenant and the lieutenant, you know, asked him to recommend a driver and he recommended a friend and mm. um, they went out on a convoy. And I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but there mm. was a there was a um, there was an, uh, an, an incident and they were both critically injured. And so mm. he, the friend, the friend lost both his legs. Wow. And so. Marvis carries that guilt to today. Uh, yeah. um, he doesn't yeah. share. He doesn't share the story of receiving a purple heart because of him. He, if if it were not for his fast actions, his whole platoon would have been killed in action. So mm-hmm. he never talks about that. He never talks about mm-hmm. receiving a purple heart, but he does share the guilt that he feels that if he mm-hmm. had not recommended his friend, he would not. And he still talks to him. And he said, sometimes he he wonders if he, he thinks about that, but he doesn't bring it up. Um, mm. So those are, those are the stories in, in this book. And again, um, the funds, the proceeds from the sale of the book will go to the VFW. So the book, we do the book, the book is available in a uh, hardcover and it's also available in paper cover. So it's a, the, the stories are amazing. Um, there is a story, one guy in here, he was in Vietnam and he talks about, he calls it his PTSD story. His story is a little longer, but he talks about how he, you know, how he got PSD, PTSD. And he talks about the journey to where he is now. And he called me, he has a, he has a podcast show also. Um, his name is David Mills. He called me and he said, you know, Thank you so much for this. He said, nobody else cared about my story. You're the only mm. person that cared about my story. He said, and I know since I've started talking to people and talking in groups about my story, it has mm-hmm. actually helped my PTSD. That's awesome. That's so, awesome. Our, our service members and their family have so many amazing stories this year. And I just, you are such a blessing um, bringing those stories to light and and furthering um, helping our military community by donating those proceeds to uh, the VFW, to your local VFW. I know um, I, we are a military family as well. Um, my husband did 24 plus years active duty army and he has some medals that he talks about and he has, there's one medal um, that he received uh, a bronze star and he never talks about it. He, he actually won't even acknowledge it because of the circumstances surrounding how he earned that medal. And it's something that um, even to this day, you know, it's, it's a bittersweet thing for him. Like, yes, you know, it's a prestigious medal, but 
the story behind the metal um, that still brings him anger and frustration and guilt mm-hmm. and shame mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. behind his battle buddies that didn't make it home, but yeah. he made it home, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, that, you know, guys, if you have not had an opportunity to get the book, get the book. It's called Unknown Battlefields, The Footsteps mm-hmm. of a Soldier. It's available on Amazon. Uh, I will have the link uh, for the purchase of the book in the show notes of today's show. Is it available anywhere else they, other than Amazon? It's, it's available on Pay-Pro-V Publishing. Um, if, okay. they, if they purchase it through Pay-Pro-V Publishing, um, the funds will go to VFW. And if they purchase it through Amazon, then Amazon gets their cut. And then so it's yeah. less that will go. So if they purchase it through Pay-Pro-V Publishing, you know, we can autograph it and send it to them and the funds will go to VFW. So let's so do that. We'll get, the, publishing yeah. we'll get that. We'll get that. So either way, just get the book, you know, just get the yeah. book. <laughs> you know, get the, and, if, and, 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 you know, uh, I have, it's been such a, it's been so rewarding. I have been asked to, you know, what about, I was interviewing somebody who was a veteran. What about Memorial Day? You know, there's Veterans Day and Memorial Day. You should do one for Memorial Day. And I said, okay, I can do that. So I'm working on one for Memorial Day. So if there are your, if your listeners who are veterans uh, and, and their families, if they want to share their stories, um, please reach out to me. There is absolutely no cost for the mm-hmm. story. Um, they become published authors. Um, they sign a publishing agreement. Um, they receive the graphics to market the book um, so that people will know, hey, my story's in this book and support this cause. So there's um, this. This is the pro. This is the anthology project that um, veterans are able. To, veterans and their families are able to submit their stories at no cost. That is absolutely wonderful. Um, at at no cost, and the proceeds from the sale of the book go to a worthy worthy cause there uh, to the local VFW in your area. Laquita, you are more and more amazing, Laquita M. Every time I talk to you more and more amazing that this this Thank has you. been i can't even get my words together <laughs> this has been one of the most rewarding conversations i have had this year so thank you so much um again for your yes for agreeing to come into the studio today and speak to me about your journey um sharing your story and your journey to how pay pro v publishing was birthed the great work that you're doing there with your authors and for sharing more with the, uh, the Laquitas Toolbox community about the great work that you're doing to with your local military community and bringing together these anthologies that are no cost. Anybody that has ever participated in an anthology knows that there's usually a cost. Yes. to become a, an author. And so this is a great value in that you get to become an author, share your story and your journey uh, with others and, and, that the proceeds from the sale of the book go to a worthy cause for our military community. So you don't want to miss that. We're going to have more about Laquita in our show notes, as well as the link to Pay-Pro-V Publishing so that you can get connected with her, become a published author with her, buy the book, ladies and gentlemen, buy the anthology, and let's continue to support our servicemen and women and their families. 
But before we go, Laquita, yes, I know yes. I want to make sure I honor your time. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I honor your time. Is there anything else that you would love to leave with the Laquita's Toolbox audience today? Um, yes. If you are interested in telling your story and you don't know how to start, um, visit paperbpublishing.com. Uh, I am doing a 60-day challenge. And that 60-day challenge gives you the tools that you need to write write your story and publish your story within 60 days. Those 60 days start whatever um, from wherever you are. If it starts today, it, it's today to 60 days. Um, all the tools are there. It also includes a 30 minute strategy session with me. Uh, and it's only $223 and you get the tools that you need that are very, very helpful tools. And, but it, it doesn't matter who you get to publish your story. Uh, I would love to talk to you about that, but tell your story 100% of everybody living and dead has a story and yes. everybody's story is different. Everybody's story is powerful. There is power in your story. The only people that you cannot reach with your story are the ones you don't tell. And you mm. cannot tell anybody about your story if you don't share your story. And and there is healing. I, I promise you there is healing. I'm not going to say it's easy. I'm not going to say it won't hurt because it will. I won't say it's going to be, I I won't say it won't be emotional because it will be emotional, but the breakthrough, oh, the breakthrough, it's a whole lot more space out in the world for your story to come out than it is inside of you. That's going to manifest itself in, in depression, in illnesses, in sickness. It's, it's a lot outside. It's too little inside. So share your story change the world, change, change. And the world is your, is your circle in the community. Give people an opportunity to know who you are. And that's for your personal story and your business story. You can tell your business story because people connect more with you when they know your history, when they know your why, um, your customers will, will connect more and say, okay, you know what? Oh, wow. This is this soap that she uses is because she made this soap because her mama was sick. And this soap gave her mama comfort because of the milk that it used. It makes her skin silky smooth. That's why she does that. Okay. I'm going to shop with her and buy her book. So that's my story. (laughs) (laughs) That's my story. That's it. And it's a wonderful one as well. It is a wonderful one. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, connect with Laquita. You want to become a part of this 60-day challenge. We'll also have the links for that in the show notes. Um, But again, I appreciate everyone from the Laquita's Toolbox audience for joining us today on another amazing episode. If you are new to the podcast, please hit the like and subscribe button on your favorite podcast listing platform. Leave us a star rating. And also a comment. I love your comments. Your comments let me know the things that I am doing well, as well as letting me know the things that I need to do to improve. Because the goal of Laquita's Toolbox is to provide the listener with tools that will help you grow both personally and professionally. Until next time, guys, I am your host, Laquita Monley. You guys be blessed and have an amazing rest of your day. Take care and God bless.